Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Hey, we're in, we're in, Joe Sway. None of the previous Wi-Fi issues are even part of the show, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. This is, we started new. Uh, Celtics post game. Uh, Jimmy's sitting this one out. Well, I think I, I wish I could sit this one out. John's defeated. I was just going to say, look John's at me. defeated. Look nothing. at him. Oh, man. Celtics, look what you guys are doing to John. Look wow. I've got nothing. Well, it's, it's never a good thing. <laughs> I, don't, when... I don't even have rage. I have nothing right now. <laughs> That's bad, John. It's bad. That's really bad. If they're not, if they, if they're not going to put in the effort, Sherrod, why should we? Okay. No, John's got, John's got plenty. He just, he's just tired of recycling a lot of the stuff that we've been saying. I think that's what it is. Pretty much, I'm out it's of like, original uh, ideas or complaints. Yeah, and that makes stuff. John sad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. Um. This. This was such a Celtics kind of week where there's amazing highs, and then you got nights like this where you're like. Jason Tatum, the same guy that dropped 60, was a minus 22 against Baffling, the Chicago sorry. Bulls. Was he getting set up enough, Sherrod, in your opinion? Let's he wasn't him. attacking enough. He didn't do it. I didn't think he was, I, all right. It was the same that. deal that, as the last fair. Chicago game. That's fair. Yeah. But, but Sherrod, like you said, man, a week ago, this, this man dropped 60 points in front of your own eyes, Brad Stevens, looking at you. Out of the timeout, can we get a couple of plays just – to get him going, just to show everyone, hey, we have one too. We have a star here, guys. You I know, thought he settled a lot. I, I'm not saying this whole yeah. I'm much sure ride that road of oh, it's the Chicago Bulls. He could beat up. No, no, no. I'm not even gonna say all that because these guys play their heart out tonight. I just want to see Brad Stevens be assertive in a sense, like no, he's gonna get his shots. He's gonna get them now. He is a, a an all star. People want to use the word superstar loosely. Okay, fair enough. But he dropped 60 points for you last week. Why don't we try to get him going? No, I, I, I didn't. See here's, here's a here's a thought. How about Jason Tatum tries to get Jason Tatum going? So that's by exactly right. So yeah. by get that's to the, the rim. Yeah. I, I think you're both right, honestly, in this one because yes, that's got to be. If Kemba can do it, 
Jason can do it. Kemba right. clear Kemba clearly looked over and he's like, so I guess Jason's sitting this one out. And you gotta take advantage of that, John. You gotta yeah. take advantage of that. And so Kemba's like, I guess he's sitting it out. So I guess I'm the one who's gonna have to. And so he did. And so yes, it can be on the player, but also I, I don't disagree. Brad could be like, guys, we gotta we got to know what we're doing here. It's a game we don't have Jalen. We got to get Jason touches in places where he can whatever. You got to get moving. Reminders. Who knows if he's giving them or not, but ultimately. It's, 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 it's difficult, to though. Tatum's got to show up. It's difficult because Fournier starts five of five. He's on absolute fire. You got to still feed him the ball. Kemba started this game so well. And I think what we're continuing to see with some of these bench guys rotating in, and of course, you had two stars out again tonight. They there's an obsessiveness almost with trying to get them involved. They are looking for their touches. They're looking to get in where they fit in offensively. And it's, you're either just looking at that mix of, are we going to tell these guys to get in the corner and just get out of the way to Tatum? Or are we going to try to mix in Jabari you know, Parker, the offense to some degree? Uh, some of the other guys like Cornette that they were going to early in this game. Thompson even, which that one infuriates me a little bit because we know that one just doesn't fit when they try to force feed him the ball inside. How about Taco? We, we've we've can been we over this. Taco for a second? Can, can we? Can we? Not two, yet. Two, I'm, we not have ready. To? I'm not we ready have to? to that. John, two ATOs and – Jason Tatum can't get one. I'm just saying. Fair enough. But you know, you know, if you don't do something the taco like that, stuff was a little silly. Twice, Bobby. You tried it once. You're gonna pull it back and try it again. Oh, maybe Tatum can give him the right pass this time. I don't think it's Tatum or Taco. I, I think it was the play call altogether. Like it wasn't the move. I didn't think that was it. Maybe Brad's but, best I, game. Real quick to uh, oh, come on. Uh, real quick to Bobby's point uh, earlier um, about. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. I just remember being angry. Um, oh, grant, when you're saying – No, when you're saying – the guys, yeah. No, 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 no. When you're saying everyone's trying to get their touches and this and that, like, yes, that is a thing with these Celtics. You know who it's not a thing with? Actual teams, okay? Mm. Teams don't do that. Teams don't give a crap about got to get this guy his touches. They just play. They just play. They work the ball around. Guys get shots. Everybody's involved. It's called a team ba team basketball. That's like what good teams do. Do you remember times in 2008 where like, oh, got to make sure? No, you just friggin' move the ball around. Open guys get open looks. People get going. Hot hands, you know, uh, you know that you try to ride hot hands. That's fine. This is the only place where it's like, oh, we got to make guys, sure this guy gets a few touches. It, it's you know? not as much about that, though, as it is – is there a connectivity between these units, between the guys that are on the floor? Again, Parker sat for four or five games before this, not playing at all. Obviously, they had one practice over that stretch, and he's barely gotten integrated to this team still. So many of these bench guys still don't have a sense of what their role is, really. That's what we talk about with Grant. But we talk about with Cornette, of course, a new guy coming in. And, uh, you know, just all those guys coming deep off the bench. When this team is missing, never mind two, one guy, all the people that come in, fill in, just feel so disconnected from everything well, going on. Brad broke Neesmith again. Well, that's you, frustrating because he's the doing? guy who seems to know what he's doing. Yeah, but at least at least he's still he's still hustling out there though. He's still grinding. No, but the minutes, play like ten minutes. The minutes. Oh, he's down wow. to thirteen minutes. Two that shots. Was, that was inexcusable. What are we doing? Bench played limited minutes John, tonight for whatever reason. A week ago. I told you it's going to happen. He's going to break he him. Said this a week ago. Oh. Wow. 
It's experimentation. And again, constant. And Jabari games, Parker is, is game sixty five or whatever it is. Bobby, you're exactly right. The Jabari Parker plays because of the need for bigs with Rob out. I get it. Fine, but all of a sudden you're dusting friggin' Cornette, Williams, Parker, all out of mothballs, you know. And then Pritchard and Neesmith play eleven and thirteen minutes. Like, what are we doing? Like, I, it, it's it, yeah. I, it's bad you know on a night that Jalen is out and you need some scoring and you already. You reduced Pritchard a little. I mean, you reduced Neesmith a little bit last game after that 16-16-15 stretch. You got to ride that hand right there, and now he's right. gone backwards again. And I think he and also you you said it, but you cut yourself off a bit. You could add you could add the other rookie in there. You know, Pritchard. Yeah, I yeah. Think he, he cut him a bit up here. You know, like what is it? Ten minutes he played, or no, a little. Over played, 10, yeah, eleven like minutes, eleven, twelve, something like that. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand. Like, like you're you're running out of options on offense, and and obviously it, it, the. Everything was running dry, right? I just don't see, you know, not putting Pritch in that situation just to see what he can do. Obviously, he likes to attack the rim. He's not one of these guys like a Carson Edwards who's who's constantly sinking, you know, low percentage shots. I mean, he's got a little bit of both. Uh, if you're looking for offense and a punch off the bench, I just don't understand the sense of not giving him more of a more 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 of an opportunity, especially in that third quarter. And I know he likes to to come in strong in the beginning of that third quarter. But I just think he takes a little too long to put Pritchard back in. If it's not the very, very end of the third quarter, you're not seeing him until the, the, the start it, of the fourth. Keep it tight. I, again, I know you're balancing a lot of different things at this point. But if the playoffs began, as Brad said, this isn't what a playoff rotation looks like. Not you know? even close. Not even no. close. And, and you know, the, the point made earlier about just, you know, guys making sure everyone gets their shots. Forget all that. If Fournier had it going on, I'm milking that. If Kimba has it going on, I'm milking it. I am riding them until I can't ride them anymore. And if you're Jason Tatum, that should make shots easier to come by because those two guys exactly. are going to draw more attention. I, I, it's not rocket science what we're talking about. That's kind of how this stuff works. If you've got multiple guys that normally aren't playing at an uber echelon level in terms of knocking down shots and you have your, your no normal go-to guy isn't getting as many shots – over the course of the game, they're going to get more looks. And Tatum, again, I, I go back to the fact that he wasn't attacking the rim. He was selling for jump shots. Shots weren't falling. And at no point did you get the sense that he was going to pivot away right. from that and actually go through it. You know, it's again, it's almost like he got discouraged early. I remember yeah. he tried to go to the bucket yeah. early. He almost had to kind of adjust in midair, didn't get the shot he wanted. And, and I remember Scal saying in the, in the broadcast, well, they're pretty – they're pretty long down there. You know, it's going to be hard. It's almost kind of like they got two bigs. It might be hard. It might it might be rough sailing getting to the basket. I'm just going to skip it tonight. And again, it's just – it's this is what's frustrating. Every time, it's the same criticisms. They're mm -hmm. settling for jump shots. They're not playing. They're allowing too many open threes. It's the same friggin' thing. How in the world does Jason Tatum score nine – freaking points against the Bulls in this game. In a game where Jalen is out and you know you have to have him. I mean inexcusable. I, yeah. You just can't do it. And again, I, I get it. All good players have duds from time to time. Yeah. It's just we're talking last game after the Orlando Laffer gotta run the table. Game one yeah. of that game one of that stretch and you they come just out get run. And they just get absolutely run. I mean this was and yeah, no, I mean, so Sherrod, yeah, Sherrod, you bring up a great point. I, I mean, what was it? More, almost half of his shots came from behind the arc. He was settling a bit. It was too cool for school Tatum, right? Whereas it's not even about he's not putting forth the right effort, but it's more of uh, this is the bull, so maybe I can just beat him from out here. You know, Kemba's cooking. Well, that, that's not the Four right approach. Cooking. 
The Bulls got some bona fide defenders on that wing. Thing. Right. And, They're and not the good enough quarter, to be that team. Damn near every single person who checked in for the Bulls scored on you guys. So what does that tell you? I mean, I just didn't like that that approach. I, I thought he was going to switch a bit when he started going to the to when he got to the free throw line and he saw like that sort of sense of urgency. But it was more of on like bang bang plays. I saw it more in like uh, when, when a play was broken down, he pick up the ball, loose ball, then attack. I didn't like that. I, I like the half court set, have Tatum attacking. I mean, that's what that's what really helped that helped that comeback come together last week, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, sixty points went a long way, but a lot of those points came from the free throw line. Yeah. I'm worried about Smart. Not, and I said it after the uh, Spurs game. He doesn't look right at all. It's so uninvolved. Again, this is the kind of game where you would have expected him to step up on that ball a little bit, do a lot, maybe too much. But the last four or five games, he looks almost passive on the offensive end of the floor. Ton of passing, good amount of assists, that's for sure. Uh, but in terms of his scoring game, which is what they desperately need in a spot like this in rotation, Brutal. almost nothing. But, but you know what? One of the problems that he looks hurt the, to me. He does. The, well, the, the the more you watch this team, the, the clearer I think it becomes is that that there is a bit of gridlock between are they going to be a team that embodies what Marcus Smart is about, or are they going to be a team that's going to be led by their offense? And they they frankly they want they want to be a team that plays his best when they're knocking down shots, and that's just not how Marcus plays that's not how he's he knows how to win he's about that grind grit defense and i to your point bobby i think i think he's tired of the shit <laughs> i think he's at that point where he's just like look i'm out here busting my ass defensively and i'm damn i don't really I do, see a whole I'm lot of help if i don't right <laughs> right. right i mean because yeah. i don't because again he he's he's such i mean when you look at the way this team is played under brad stevens when you think about when we talk about brad stevens coach teams if you had to pick who's the poster child for Brad Stevens coach teams, it would be Marcus Smart. Jay and Crowder. Yet, right, exactly. And yet when you look <laughs> no, at the so way – those kind of guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you look at the way this team is built now, you look at the way they're playing, they're not uh, – they don't look anything like the teams we've seen Brad have success with. Brown's, and again, with, Brown's got a little of it. You, the key word is little. A little yeah. bit. He's got a yeah. little of it. You can say the same thing about Marcus. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because – I, you know, sometimes I feel like Marcus, he's in a space where it's not fair because if, if the self, let's say hypothetically, the comeback win happens again, right, tonight, mm-hmm. and we look at the box score and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, even if, let's say Marcus, uh, for hypothetical reasons, he goes off and has 12, 14 points, whatever. No one, or even if he did that in the fourth quarter, no one, it's very rarely that we're going to say, oh, well, Marcus is the reason they won the game tonight, right? But then when he, when the Celtics don't win, that, uh, Cole's shooting is always magnified. So, well, Marcus needs to do more tonight. You know, like, I feel like he can't know, in that sense. But what's funny is this was almost like normally when you have these criticisms of Marcus, it's when he tries to do too much. It's rare when he tries to do too little and also has a dog shit game, you know? Yeah, but we're going to point it out either way, right? It's yeah. based on the need. I think he's just frustrated uh, that these guys aren't, they're just not getting it. That you got to win. You got to grind out wins. Well, and then I, set I the he, tone, man. Set some tone. Did he? Did he have a tone setting play tonight? No, they were. 
They were awful second half. He's sixty-five games into the season, though. He shouldn't. Have, I mean, at some point, it would be nice if someone else decided to set the tone besides the one <laughs> guy team, who you count on every night to set the tone. This It'd be nice kind, if you got someone else who could do that for this team Just at one. the top. This team at the top's burnt out because they're always overcompensating for the one-two guys that are out. The bench guys can't contribute enough on offense, and they're not connected enough defensively. This you just knew this was going to be a disaster coming in when Brown and Rob were out, and you hate to just chalk it up to that, but that's where this roster's at. The bench just doesn't give them enough in terms of reliable production. It's not even just the Grants and the Semis of the world. We've seen when Pritchard has had to jump into the starting lineup, when Neesmith has had to take on a bigger role, the competition ramps up a ton. You know, even Rob, to some degree, I think he probably handled it the best of anybody jumping into that main role. But Why? He had a few because times they were eleven he... and two when he started. You think? Do you think that? No, was but good? there were a few games too where even the competition of those main starting lineups a got couple. to him a little bit. But again, we're going to criticize Rob for getting punked by Embiid that one game, and we'll, we're okay no, with just Jason where the scoring at. nine points against the Bulls. Like, guys have bad games. You know, like, Rob Williams was outstanding in the start. He didn't just adapt okay. He literally made them a better team. No, in his but it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. as significant of an impact as when he was coming off the bench. You can have bad games, but bad effort should not be allowed. And, yeah, and that's, that's what, this what it team, is. That's right. what this team is consistently doing more of than, than I think – you should expect from a team that has won the way they have. Their effort is just so damn all over the map. It's inexcusable. Yeah, it's, and, it is. And, and I just don't think Jason Tatum is that kind of scorer where he's in a space where he has to take seven three or put it this way, almost half of his shots came from behind the yard, and the Southerns were behind damn near the entire game, you know, trailing. And how many free throws? How many times you get to the line? A few times. He like, was three I, for I four. I don't even go to the line four times. Three four or four, shots. right? Yeah, like, I just I just don't like that. I don't like those. He's not seeking high percentage well, shots. That, that's that, that's not when Tatum is at his best when he's when he's yeah. settling well, for those threes. I know. Well, Wick liked this game because this could this could be a thirty million dollar saving game right here. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Damn, for, for, for Tatum, he went, there. he went there. That's real talk. Yeah. If That's he doesn't real. make the All-NBA. You, you, we'll you don't want him making that third-team All-NBA. You, you, like, go Julius Randle, go. Go Julius. <laughs> you don't want it. Go go Zach Levine, baby. Yeah. Wicked texting his boys like, yeah. You, you do not want it. You, you don't good. want it. The Celtics don't want it. 25% of the cap versus 30% of the cap is better. Um, yeah. We got to talk about Rob. Um, everything started bad today um, because of this news. and This season's nuts. And this is this felt like nail in the coffin sort of news, just the way they talked about it. And I know we do the, everyone thinks I do this. Woe is me overreacting sort of stuff, you know, chop their legs off and friggin', you know, trade them for spare parts. But the, the way he was talking about Rob prior to the game, um, turf toes, seeing a specialist. Um, and who knows when he's coming back? Probably not at all this when he, when he rules out an entire week that, I, I think we're done with Rob for the regular season, and then Just we'll when see what. Specialists, like if if someone's seeing a specialist at this point in the season, it's not. No, nope. that's not good. Not good at a position that they cannot. And I know Bobby Bobby wants it to be something <laughs> that it isn't, but they're not gonna they're not gonna live. They they will not survive any team with a Tristan Thompson Luke Cornett duo in in the middle. They will not. No, um, for sure. For sure, that's a debt. It's. It's that's a death blow. I mean, certainly if Jalen were out too, that's a bigger deal. But assuming you get Brown back and Tatum, that hole in the middle is brutal. You almost wonder whether yeah. they need to reinvent themselves on the fly and go small. Well, you saw like, it. You, I, you I, saw I, it in the fourth. You yeah, may choose to happen. go Golden State 
style and go Fournier, Jason, Jalen, Kemba, Smart, and do your best. And yeah. just play the zone. Play zone. Play zone. Play, play, play to zone. your strengths and yeah. go. Do not F around with the big. Bring in the bigs off the bench when you need them, but don't F around with it. Or at least play that lineup or lineups it's, like it. You can't it. do it against a Bulls team, though. I mean, they tried and it worked a make little bit and adjust, then it just fell apart. Them adjust to you. No, but they I did mean, it to start the fourth. Grant went in at that center spot. It looked great. They got with an eight. And then Vucevic drew a double from Smart and Fournier and it was over. Like yeah. you can only survive so long against a guy like that down the middle. And you look who they're possibly going to go against. Can that work against Giannis? Can that work against Embiid? Can that work against, you know, Kevin Durant even? The Nets matchup would probably be the best spot for that. So that might actually end up being a convenient series for them when it comes to the It would because you've got guys. only DeAndre there to worry about. You're actually hoping. Yeah, and that- the Nets don't want to play him anyway. No, no, they don't want to play him don't. at all. Right. That that is better than than the alternative. You're right. Um, the play in is a good thing. <laughs> but honestly, we're joking about it on the text thread. But like, go positionless and and do your best. Why go out there and try to play? 20 25 minutes of Tristan and 15, 18 it minutes of Cornette. Tonight, the taco stuff too. What a fr- What a freaking joke that was. <laughs> They didn't play Grant until the fourth quarter. Bugs. And again, I'm not, I'm not seeing Grant in the chat, thankfully, because Grant was actually a huge part of this comeback. The spacing he was providing down the stretch, interior play. Uh, I'm actually, I was looking at the numbers of how much center he's played this year. It's actually the same as last year, which is really surprising to me, probably because he didn't play a ton during the regular season. But once you got into that postseason, he was one of the guys they leaned on most at that center spot. And it went really well especially on the defensive side of the floor so i want them to continue experiment with that over the next week or so because he looks legitimately comfortable at that spot he can just hold his ground in the paint spread against some bigs on the perimeter and get some wide open threes i mean there was no one in his universe on those looks he was getting down the stretch so that was a you know mildly positive development to begin the fourth but again it took way too long to get there i'm just not ever going to be comfortable with grant williams taking Open, contested, empty gym threes. Not, I'm, I'm just not. Um, I like what he can bring as a defensive small big. Uh, I, I love him in that role because, again, I, I think it forces teams to try to go to that matchup, which means their better scores, their elite scores, are not going to be as engaged offensively. Uh, yeah. Like for if they play a team like the Nets, they may look to go to DeAndre. I'd much rather it's- DeAndre's taking shots than KD, than, you know, all the yeah. other guys. Anybody don't want Grant. I don't want Grant. That's again. We keep talking about the Grant shooting percentage, and I know Bobby. I'm not. You know, uh, I'm not angry. I'm not angry at you. But we keep talking about Grant's percentage being around 35, 36. Not bad. Again, wide, 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 yeah, wide, wide. Yeah, but it's all open. a small sample. When he, I know, but wide open when he yeah. should be knocking down 45, 46, higher, 47, man. way higher. And you can see almost every one of his three attempts tonight. I, it was only one for four, but they, I felt like they were all short side. You could see them leaving the hand, and you could see them being so far off target the second they left his hand. I'm like, that's going to miss right. That one's short. He's not even close. You know, like, I just it's a don't want him. thing, sh- though. Just yeah, don't want can, him shooting threes. This is this is what drives me crazy about the way they approach this game tonight. At this point in the season, you have to find something, commit to it, and give it some rhythm. Give it some connectivity. They did. You, we did. You had those three games, and again, this is. I mean, again, I'm like, I'm gonna. My head's gonna explode. Those three Neesmith games where he played those heavy minutes and scored those points. It was no Jabari, no Grant. Okay, no Semi, no Cornette. And again, not, not because you had two bigs there. I understand Cornette playing out of necessity. It was very clear. I have determined, and no Romeo, 
Okay. And then last game, he starts uh, a couple games ago, he starts sneaking Romeo in. And we're like, where did that come from? Why was he in the game late? That seemed odd, you know? Um, but and tonight, he was. again, he's benched. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, what's Semi doing in there? You know, like, and here you go. And then tonight, Sorry. here come these other guys. And it's like, he, he had it they, for three, he had it for three games and, and it went away from it again. They can't play the matchup game with this team. Like it's just too no. sporadic. It, it When it doesn't work, you have to go in a million other directions. And that's what happened tonight. They try to match up with Vucevic down the middle with taco Cornet, trying to block him inside. And he's such a great passer that he just took complete advantage of it. When the defense was collapsing and all that different kind of stuff, the zone, they picked that apart. Uh, yeah, again, you mentioned it, John, and it's so true. You just have to play to your strength at that point. Yeah. Keep it tight. Go in a different direction than the other team is. Well, what is this team's and- strength, though, Bobby? I mean, because it, it seems that their strength fluctuates from one night to the next. One night they're great shooters, another night they're great attacking the rim. What is this team's strength? Like, what can they yeah. lean on? On I a think- night like tonight, probably shooting, speed. And ball Look, it's a it's a it's a it's a team that you want to shoot that won't work the ball around for open shots because they play right. hero ball and it's a team that should theoretically have speed when they play their smaller lineups it refuses to run so they don't play with pace and they don't consistently work the ball around so I, the answer is that I always use the golf analogy you know you go out you 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 know you 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 shoot a hundred every time out but one you know just one time you nut a seven iron from 168 yards out with eight feet from eight feet from the pin and you're like that's the golfer I am you know like that's the Celtics <laughs> you know like that's the guy I am that's the guy I could be this is who the Celtics are is they play that one game where they work it around they get 34 assists you know the the ball is popping they're playing with pace and space and you're like yes that's the blueprint. That's what it looks like. And then completely forget themselves the next game and go back to bullshit like we saw tonight. You find that thing that has worked and you do it. It's amazing. We're 60-something games into the season and it's still – you're seeking – you're looking for answers when you know what the answer is. You have the answers to the test. You just refuse to pull the thing out and friggin' read them. You know, like it's unbelievable. This team could be golfing soon. Uh, um, <laughs> did you see the pictures Tatum posted in Orlando? He's he's looking that nice weather. If they're if they're done in two weeks, he could be. Well, well that's like the that thing. Soon. Your really head starts to. Orlando? Your yeah. head starts to leave, right? I mean, you know, Sherrod, you've covered a Check million teams in your time. When Check you start out. to get a sense this team's not going anywhere, you stop trying. You've seen One, teams two, three Cancun. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. it is. Especially at this point, like they know most, it, they're like f these guys, man. Yeah, and, and you and you start to check out. I'm not doing it anymore. I, the, the 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 not playing basketball seems a lot more appealing than playing basketball to me right now. And that's and that, that's so that's sad. And, and that's close just, to where they really are. Sad. I think the yeah. most telling sign of it is is losing the way they did against a team like the Bulls, which is obviously that's the end of their rope here. They're just trying to grab any wins to sort of squeeze into this playing tournament, and they're playing like they have nothing to lose. Like like why do we get that? attitude from the celtics maybe that killed crit- me but maybe that it's co- the criticism but when the criticism's at an all-time high we get the reactionary celtics I, whereas i can't now, believe yeah why, like why can't they keep that same energy you know I, I i can't believe scal said that with a straight face to end the broadcast oh the bulls they're playing with their backs against the walls they basically oh, yeah. have to run yeah. the table they're playing with passion Blah. like i mean <laughs> 
how can you say that? Like, <laughs> the Celtics are, <laughs> like, like the Celtics aren't in the same boat, man. Like, why, you know, why, why give them credit for the thing that the other team is not doing? The Celtics right. absolutely need to be doing the same. Thing. Giving them way too much credit for sure. Oh God, you don't expect them to win. Whatever. It just killed me, man. You, you, you don't expect them to win a hundred percent with this situation on hand, but you gotta keep it close. Being down 15, 20 throughout the game, like they were. <laughs> only getting within eight it's the same thing they've been doing all year depending on you know whether it's one guy two guys down one guy you're probably in a better position to win some of these games I, again when i came into this game seeing that rob was going to be out i'm like this is going to be ugly because we see how the offense looks brown being their second scorer gone makes it even more uh yep. stressful on that end of the floor it's- and it's the play, it's it's both his athletic, but you gotta keep it close. Energy, it's the playmaking the that Rob that does. Yeah, you, you lose so much with Rob. You lose the playmaking on offense. Uh, you know, you lose. They looked uh, awful without him. Yeah, yeah. awful. It, it's they they finally got something good going with him, and then he 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 he, he, he fell apart. I mean, again, it, we talked about this last night in the chat. I think this team has a really good thing going if they have everybody there. But that's the that's tough thing, be, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, it, it it has to be the perfect storm. For them to be pretty good. Well, that's, that's how the not... roster's built. I mean, this bench is just so but bad. Yeah, you remember I said that back back when you if you're the, if you're a team, you want to be like you know everything will be fine. We're gonna we're gonna do well unless unless unforeseen things happen. The Celtics are we're gonna do what will be fine if a bunch they need a bunch of things to happen you know like and that's why it needs to be perfect they need to be perfect health they need to be playing I feel like brad said something like short similar to that like a but, week ago yeah. right but that, that's always been if you know you're a good team like brooklyn is like we're great unless harden blah 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 injuries they don't right. get going but otherwise nobody can stop us the celtics are a we're good if team if this if we catch this break and if we do that and if we're able to pull it together and if we're and all season long they've been doing but it I think you know the problem is exactly all season long and that list just gets longer right yeah like and then and then the problem and again bobby's not wrong of course of course, the injuries, injuries and the health and the yeah. COVID and all of this is it's they can't we can't we're we'll go through the whole season without a full team, uh, the whole season. That's without, insane. Which is like, insane. I don't even know if there's a precedent for that. So that is legit. You can't you can't argue it, but it doesn't stop the guys on the court from playing hard. Right. So that's all. It, it was Sherrod said. That's it. It's. It doesn't matter if you're down to. If you're down, people, you're supposed to try twice as hard, because you have to overcome it. Those are the games you play harder. You don't freaking mail this game in because Jalen and Rob are out. It's disgraceful. Right. And we knew. We knew they're gonna have their. We knew without Rob alone, and obviously Jalen to a certain extent. But with Rob, we want to see more of Rob. And John, you brought it up a week ago. How concerned you are, and and obviously it's proved proved to for, for good reason, right? But. I just, uh, where's the the sense of, you know what, let's just go out there and, and, and do it for them, you know, like that sort of so, team, uh, like they on the road, us against them, like, again, like I saw so much of that a week ago, and, and now it's gone, it, it comes and goes, it's going to come again, well, they're going to hear all the bad, they're going to hear all the, all the harsh criticism, and, yeah. and, and they're going to get defensive, and, and they'll do I, it again. I think they're at a point now, it, it just doesn't matter. I mean, really, it's about how much pride do you take in showing up and getting your ass kicked or not? Yeah. If it if doesn't bother if you, you. If you're at the if you're still at the point where you need people 
to call you out and criticize you to get motivated at this point, you shouldn't be out there. But the, you that's shouldn't the be thing. out there. I, I feel like it takes that much, right? Because w w look at what we had to go off on, right? <laughs> like that's what's happened in the past two, three months. Like you know, one thing after another, the Tristan Thompson thing, you know, the guard report thing. Like it, it's it's been a pattern where they respond to it. And then two weeks later, they're back to their old. Their old. I stuff. know, but it's so. It's like it's it's almost like team meetings, Joe Sway. You know, like oh, what we had a team. Consent. We had a team meeting, and we flushed some stuff out, and some stuff was said, and then they, they had they, a team meeting this year too. No, hold on, and then, they, and then you play well for one game. What was the best uh, one though? This is a couple of years ago. What was the best one? The uh, the, the oh, that was so good. The, the the flight, the the kumbaya moment that Kyrie and those guys had. That's yeah. gonna turn everything around. Was that 2019? And everybody, everybody, everybody lapped it up. Oh my god! <laughs> That's the thing <laughs> about this year. Kyrie. Oh look, they're laughing. No, oh. my favorite. No, my favorite. My favorite. Oh, they're guys. hugging. Look at no, that. My, oh. my favorite comment was this is legit. Like comment from from a, from a handful of people. Guys, did you see that fist long, bump? Wow, it's a long flight. When you go from Boston to LA, that's plenty of time. Yep, that makes sense, guys. Like, right. listen, that, that's all the time that they had to be forced to spend with each other and it makes perfect sense that they all were buddy buddy after that but yeah. then what happened I, a couple weeks after that you know it's it's so tough though and i know why everybody compares those years but it, it really is hard to compare because that team had everything they needed it yeah, was know, all there it's just reminds this me team they're just grasping for de depth every single night and like they're struggling you, to breathe you almost, need a perfect storm like. to be pretty good I and know, that's just again, not good so going back to the thing that you always talk about, Bobby, like it's unfair to put so much of it on Tatum or this or that. Like, okay, you walk onto the court tonight without Jalen Brown. Who are your leaders? Tatum. Kemba, Tatum Kemba and played Tatum like it. And Kemba did. Tatum, smart Kemba. Kemba played like it. Tatum and smart didn't. So, uh, yes, you're going to look at Jason Tatum and say, you absolutely just shit the bed in a night that they needed you badly 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 so yes this is why and and this is how you can criticize a person who is in the last 15 days scored 53 and 60 points you know in, in separate games it's those are great and it was great and that was awesome you just can't have these you, you just can't have them you can't be the leader of the team and come out here on a night where they need you to do a little extra something and just kind of decide i don't know if i'm really going to play in this one tonight just can't do it um it, it's yeah. it's on the it's on the leaders to lead there's been the moments that again everything you say is true because there's been plenty of losses that have come as a result of that this year tonight i think was just a recipe of the celtics not knowing what they were doing in terms of a game plan because of the roster situation they had in place and the bulls having their full cast being fully connected and playing really good up to their potential um, you know, Levine was amazing. Vucevic was awesome. Patrick Williams, I'm so impressed by. So this is a this is a legit team. You just look at the impact, even on that group of having so many young guys. Like every time I watch Billy Donovan, I feel like his head's spinning at some of the stuff they do because of who they have to rely on in turn. And they're not going to the playoffs this year because of some of the injuries and weird stuff that they've had going on along with that youth. They're almost in a similar position to Boston in that sense. Great player at the top, some real good depth and awesome starters if they're fully loaded but when they get to the denzel valentines and those kind of guys it gets really shaky there and again i think a lot of a lot more teams have had years like the celtics than you guys realize like 
this Bulls, they're just not going to the playoffs. And if you look at that roster, that's almost inexcusable from Chicago standpoint. After the Vucevic trade, it is surprising that it kind of went in that Nine direction. and 15. Yeah. He did have, how long was Levine out for? Uh, two weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. That, that hurt him. I mean, they weren't playing great. Um, how about him, huh? He just woke up at the right time. Jeez. Close, he was awesome. The the he was good play. last year, too. Oh, he was He's good. a matchup problem. I mean, because of his ability to get to the rim. Shoot the mid range, and now he can shoot. Now, I mean, yeah, his shoot. his efficiency this year is off the charts. Is I mean, yeah. uh, you know, he actually we talk he's about another. How good, uh, he's another Hanlon guy. We talk about how good Jalen's been. Uh, look, look at Levine's numbers across the board. Uh, his his percentages, two point three point percentage, have been his unreal all year. Yeah, dramatically. Shots I like Kobe White a lot. Again, there's so yeah. much to love on that team. Kobe then White. you look, and they're in eleventh place. It's like, what happened there? Heat, Heat, still like. And I know we'll get to like that series at the end of the show, but there's still a real chance to sell. Like the Celtics go into that series, even with everything that's happened the last two weeks, with the advantage they have the leg up there because all they need is one. The Heat need two, just because of that great win that the Celtics got down there in January. So there's still hope. It's mild hope, but there's still hope that the Celtics can squeeze into that sixth seed and take advantage of the schedule down the stretch here. It's just going to all, it's really all comes down to does Jalen play in the series or not? And I have no clue. I mean, uh, you know, Brad has him leaning towards one of them leaning towards playing. We'll see. Uh, Let's just let people know here. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Wrong. Free ad. Free ad. It's okay. We we're still like we still like Manscaped. They'll be back. Yeah. Um, so locker room seems like a good night for it. We're gonna head oh. over, um, carry the rage, uh, <laughs> and bring it to us. Um, There'll be up. nothing like that Thunder game. I wasn't in that locker room, but I listened to the oh. whole thing, and my oh. face was just like I put it on the JBL speaker, and the anger and noise just like <laughs> blew my face. Off. <laughs> Dudley's angry bass was just like, whoa. <laughs> that 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 show that was the Karen show, that was the Will show, that was the Dudley show. Uh, all, all star, it's a all star gimmick. Damn it. Damn it. That's right. I love that guy. It was like a three-second pause between Dan and Demick. We'll oh never, I have never ever heard the fan base sound like we'll that. We'll never recreate that magic. That was a huge that was almost perk numbers without perk. Huge yeah. numbers. Yeah. People just were so a salty. Lot of, a lot of people had a, had a lot to say. So salty. And I understand like 14 straight losers, the Thunder were that that was rock. We're gonna have to make like a top ten list of rock bottoms at the end of the year, and that one's easy. This one's in tonight. Tonight's in there. No, because you you generally you had a couple guys missing tonight. Tonight's in the top. The tackles on a back end of a back to back. You need this win. That's true. We didn't even mention Mm -mm. that. That's true. This was Zach Levine's first game back in a while. The the Thunder were one of the worst teams in the NBA. Had nothing going for them. The Thunder were the worst teams of all time. Again, Chicago is still trying to make the playoffs, like however uh, some of a chance heat, it is. The, the Thunder, won. The heat they need won. every loss. <laughs> the, the worst team of all time, man. One of the worst teams of all time. I mean, their game plan against the Celtics was, we're going to give you any shots you want. Go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, guys, the Celtics are the seventh seed again. I dare so you to make those. That's what just, so, yeah. Heat, heat just won. Celtics are the seventh seed. Oh, uh, that's what's up. Yeah. So Celtics, they clinch the tiebreaker if they win on Sunday or yes. on Tuesday. And again, if the Heat sweep that series with yeah, but because of, two, three games left to go after that, it will be all but impossible to get back into that top six. 
Isn't it bad that we do have a top 10 rock bottom list? Oh, yes. it's unreal. And the, the oh, worst part it. about it is there's probably going to be two or three games that won't make the cut. That's what I'm saying. Right. We're going to sure. argue about it. That's what I'm saying. We're going to have right. an argument about it. People are going to be like, are you crazy? Yeah. There's, I just there's wanna... so many other rock bottoms. That, that's how ugly all these. <laughs> there's more than at least more than at least ten ugly losses that we can argue about. I can think of a handful right off the top. That Sunday against the Wizards, uh, where Nick came on the show. Say, the, the first Knicks the game. Knicks, yeah. The, yeah, first the first Knicks game, game was awful. Losing they to the Pistons twice in like nine days or something. Those were both bad. <laughs> yeah. That first you know? Spurs Toronto, game, they gave up that ridiculous. They had two runs that were just mind blowing. The first, I think it was the first or second Pacers game, and then that first Spurs game. They gave up like twenty five to five runs in like three minutes. Um, the Carolina, uh, the Carolina Charlotte game with, oh, with your, that was with awful. your full with your full roster, and then without Hayward and Lamelo, and they beat you. That's right, sandwiched. That was uh, before or after the OKC one. Before, right? St. Uh, Patrick's Day against the Cavs. Oh man, <laughs> that was awful. Jeez. The Kings game the next or two nights later was really bad. Oh, that's There's about nine right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you lost to Chicago, ba ba you know, Trailblazers last time without really when they bad. you lost to Chicago without Levine recently. Mm. Yep, that one was. Did you guys mention that Rockets game against the G League Rockets? Wait, they lost to the Rockets, didn't they? No, no the they, they they took care of the Rockets, right? I hope so. They the did, first they game did. was a blowout. Well, the second huge, one was had a huge game. No, they yeah they won both of the games against Houston. One of those. Yeah, that's those a good list right there. But I mean, they, but they were yeah they were they were playing like crap. I think like early on for like the first half or first three quarters. Yeah, I think it was one of those three quarters thing. Yeah, they, uh, yeah they squeezed it at the end. Getting swept by the Pelicans wasn't great either. The second one was the smart throw the ball over the backboard game. The first one was a bit of an overtime meltdown. Yeah, just bad losses all year. This was some season. Yep. <laughs> Bob's getting ready. It's not over yet. <laughs> I know. Bob's Honestly, I hated. I hated that last Nets game too. Pelicans loss was a bad one too. Yeah, and then the Kyrie with a game where only Kyrie was available in the Nets, and the Celtics just threw it around everywhere. That was oh, that was embarrassing. Game. The, the Pelicans was a nationally televised one, right? Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um. So I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. I, so I everyone, uh, get your list ready. Join us in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, let's. That's, that's what, locker we'll, room session. I'm going to change the title of that room to ranking the Celtics' worst losses of the season. How the Heat looking? Hey, hey, coming? Losers Lounge. Here we come. How the Heat looking coming into the series, Rod? How do the Heat look? Yeah. Well, the, for them, everything revolves around Jimmy Butler. It's real simple. When he plays, they're incredibly difficult to beat. When he doesn't play, they suck. Uh, if Jimmy Butler's on the floor, they, they're winning like about 60, 65% of their games when he plays this year. Um, so they're going to be tough. I mean, basically, with Jimmy Butler, they're the fourth best team in the East. Without yeah. him, they're a lottery team. That's Ooh, what you're yeah. dealing with. You're dealing with, the, you're dealing with a team that's that good. When he's on, on yeah. that's and that's why Bobby. Every time you're like, look at the standings. That's why I contest it. I think Miami at their best is a better team than Boston, and clearly uh, the the four, even even with Boston fully healthy, and I think the Celtics slide in under them, which is why before the season I was pretty solid on Boston being no better than a five seed unless they overachieved because right. I really I, thought I really thought those four teams were clearly better. 
Yeah, uh, I, and I it, thought Miami would be even better than they are, obviously. Yeah, but I, I don't think anyone Milwaukee, predicted that seeding, but, but yeah. the talent you knew. I thought those right. the top three plus Miami were clearly a, 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 a tier above the Celtics, and they Celtics would be clawing in that second tier, you know, fighting for the fifth seed with a, with a few other teams. And it mm-hmm. turns out they're even a little worse than that, but I think you can chalk some of that up to injury. It was a long time ago, but I was impressed by that win in Miami way back when. I thought Thompson handled Bam really well. They obviously came up clutch we in the fourth a whole quarter. Documentary with a game on there. That. Yeah, it was a great win. I thought, and I think they match up better this year when they got Thompson in the middle against Bam, and you know Miami's big depth behind him is suffering now. I think they're going to be competitive in this series. I, I think the Garden fans are going to show up for those back-to-back games, and. If Brown's there, I think that would be tough for Miami to handle. Again, I just I've watched a decent amount of Miami this year, and I'm not all that impressed by them. Like I didn't like the Oladipo move, and he's obviously not even on the court for them at this point. Uh, Butler, like he's been off and on the court for various reasons, and he just, it just is what it is from that sense with them. But some of the guys like Dragic, like um, you know, they made the move for Ariza. Some of these veterans like Iguodala, they're just getting a little too old and ineffective, and. I just really don't like, and Heroes had a struggle year after his great freshman or uh, rookie yeah. year. I just don't like them as much as I did last year. I think there's a reason they're as low as the Celtics, and you're going to see a pretty competitive series but here. I, I think the Butler thing is is a, for them, like you talk well, about, okay, thing, like, everyone wants just to talk about, everyone wants to talk about Marcus Smart being the heartbeat. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. Jimmy Butler is the heartbeat of the, of the, of the heat, you know, like, especially because of the year too, that they've had where yeah. he hasn't been completely healthy. So yeah. Yeah. those as, plays as, he makes as Butler in the goes, the heat go. It's very, exactly. it's, it's very clear. Yeah. And you know what else happens too? Everyone commits on defense. Like, like the, the Miami heat are a scary. He team turns them around. Yeah. His when defense they, is incredible. They embody what he is about when he's on right. the floor. And that doesn't happen. Nearly and that resonates with the Celtics. Well, right. That's a worry. Those, yeah. Those, those veterans that you mentioned, Bobby, those are more like the, the the reinforcers, right? They're not the ones that have to sort of keep everyone in line because everyone is sort of on the same page. They saw, you know, we saw what they did last year, and obviously that's carried over to a certain extent. But Jimmy Butler has been that been the guy on both ends for that for that team. It, sort of here comes the zone that, again. No, it is that motor. And look, when these guys get out in transition, man, that's when the Celtics get exposed. Like, their transition defense against a team like this, especially if they start stacking up fouls, especially if they're a couple steps too late, you know, closing out on three-pointers, this could be a long – this could be a really long night. Especially without Jalen Brown in 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 the mix. That's what drives me crazier about the Celtics team than anything else. All the defensive potential that they have completely wasted. There's been very few stretches all season long where they've looked like a great defense. And many times where they've looked like one of the worst in the league. Uh, so you think of what Miami can do on that end of the court versus what the Boston Celtics have looked like at times on that end. And it could get ugly in that one too, if that's the way that series goes. Cause again, they're going to put that zone out there. They're going to say, Tatum, can you make quick decisions against us? Get to the middle, get to the spots, find your teammates. I think Fournier helps in that sense, but they're going to have to empower him to make those decisions. Well, He's gonna, and I, I think Fournier has to empower himself because when he has the ball in his hands, guess what? You can kind of do whatever the f you want to with him. And, he, and I and thought he, knows he yeah, I think he was. This was one of the better games for him because he was assertive. He He's was been on like, fire. When they, yeah, when they would go under on those screens, he just raised up rather than just right. probing the defense. Just take the wide open mid range jump shot. He's in the zone. You can make that shot, and yeah. he did that. He did no, that he early. Talk- we talked about what zone. Hayward could have possibly done against that zone in these finals last year. 
the addition of Fournier was thinking for something similar like that in that sense too. So he's going to be critical in those games. Um, it is interesting. I never, I never thought of the series. No, I never thought of the smart, um, not debate, but when we talk about smart and how the team has not embodied his spirit this year through the lens of viewing it the way like Miami does with Jimmy Butler, it's an interesting comparison because that is kind of, you know, no one questions that Marcus has heart and plays hard. Um, but the, the team does not follow his lead if that's the case. Uh, mm-hmm. and whether he's doing it as consistently as he's done it in the past, I think you can question that this year too. And whether that's injury or not, I'm not seeing it night in night out from him, but if he is the guy behind the scenes and all of the quotes and everybody still says he's the heart and soul of our team, he's our, it, it's not translating. It's not, you know, maybe they think it, but they don't act on it. Um, And it is, it's a bummer because Jimmy Butler is the exact example of, and this is a guy who was being vilified for his behavior. Um, you know, with uh, with Minnesota a few years back, and everyone's like, "Oh God, you don't want to touch this guy." And it's it's actually the opposite. It's where he goes, he completely turns the culture around, and people follow uh, his lead. You know, the expectation is you got to be here to 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 be on the court with me, and if you're not here, we're gonna have a problem. And that there's nobody doing that with Boston right now, and you need yes. that desperately. You need that desperately right now. I just remember before the start of the season, we talked about the, the free agent signings, right? Tristan Thompson and, and Jeff T. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, yeah, these guys are going to give you a, a little muscle, you know, something off the bench for the defense. You got a little bit for shooting. But I thought a lot of those, both of those signings had a lot to do also with what they were mm-hmm. going to do in the locker room, right? I, I just feel like that those reinforcers, so to speak, that the Miami Heat have, I think that's what the Celtics are trying to get these guys, mm-hmm. you know? Listen, we don't know what happened in that locker room with Marcus Smart. You know, Charlotte's Marcus Barnes screaming, you know, back and forth. We don't know the extent of that of that argument, but we do know going into this regular season, I feel like the Celtics sort of made it made it an effort, made it a point to say, look, let's get some great locker room guys in there. And I think Tristan Thompson is definitely one of those guys. It's unfortunate things didn't work out with Jeff Teague. Obviously, you know, that's not what the Celtics envisioned. But I think for the most part, like, I, I don't, again, I'm not saying that Marcus Smart has to sort of rally everyone together and everything, but he's just one of many voices that should be doing that in that locker room. The problem with Marcus isn't that he for quite some time now, you know, the problem with Marcus, I think isn't not just that it's not, he's not good enough and it's not, that's not a knock. It helps when the guy who's also kind of your heartbeat and the guy who you follow is also one of your best players or your leading players. He's, he's, a valuable player, but more of a role player. He's realistically most of his career been a bench player. It's hard when that type of player is the one who's like, Hey guys, follow me, but he can't go out there and knock down the big shot or do that. He, all he can do is dive on the ball, dive on the floor, make some hustle plays and ratchet up the intensity on defense, which should help. But Jimmy Butler can affect the game in multiple ways and kind of, you know, it's well, I easier, love how it's smart easier to follow that lead. as a passer. Again, I think in these yeah. last four or five games where he hasn't been able to score at all, he's done it in other ways by finding a spot on the floor and hitting his teammates again and again with good assists. He's just not as empowered to do it when Tatum has the ball a lot more and Kemba is looking to get his own shots. I, again, I sent you guys a graph earlier. Amount of unassisted threes. Tatum's like one of the highest, highest leaders on that chart. Yeah. Brown's way up there. I believe Kemba's got to be up there as well. Because they dribble a lot. There's a disparity on this roster between the shot creators and the guys who need to have shots created for them. And Smart's a guy who could fill that gap. 
but they'd have to really empower him as a scorer and facilitator. And it's difficult to, when your strength of your team is those three isolation guys who can create shots. And that's why that's probably a big reason the bench struggles as much as it does. I know we blast Grant and blast semi and all these guys, but those are guys that need shots created for them. And if the top of the roster is not getting that done, what are they going to do? You want semi and Grant, like, posting up and driving to the rim off the dribble like that no one would want to see that no you don't you just again you just got go ahead shrug no i was just going to say that you know that's why this team is a big part of why they're so up and down because you have two different styles of play that you're trying to play every night you have this iso ball that you have some guys who are very good at it but your your foundation has been in ball movement and so there has been a rocky transition from this team that's filled with guys who understand how the ball moving. Uh, and the guys that help facilitate that, guys like Rob, guys like Marcus, they don't have the they don't have the cachet to do what they do well and what has won this team a lot of games. And I I it's I struggle with the idea of why that's so hard to go, get away from a style of play that you've won with to go with something different that why, while made more comfortable for your best players, is it winning you games? Like Jason looks way more comfortable in ISO situations, but is that really the best thing for your team's identity? It's not just, it's not, it's not just for the team, Sherrod. Statistically, Jason Tatum is one of the worst ISO players in basketball. It's statistically when, when Jason Tatum dribbles more than three times, he has, he has among one of the worst scoring efficiencies for, for people of his volume in the game. It's statistically proven. It's not just your eyes that say, Oh, they dribble too much. The stats bear out when Jalen and Jason put the ball on the floor more than three times, their efficiency plummets. Okay. They're it's, plummets the answer is obvious you gotta move the ball you will get it back i think they're so afraid they're never gonna get it back that they get it and it's boom 10 seconds later a shot goes up from somewhere and that's what they play they they have to have some faith in like even if that you possession to, but that ship has sailed right even if that possession doesn't go your way the next one might. You've got to establish the movement and the rhythm early. The games where they play well, you see it. It's whipping around the perimeter. They had one play tonight that resulted in a Fournier three where it went bing, 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 bing around the perimeter, and he got it there. And I was like, oh, look at that. It was gorgeous, and it was so normal. It's just regular basketball. You just – you just pass the ball faster than the people can get out to the shooters until you rotate it over to somebody who is That's open it. and they hit a shot. That's what happens. That's what this game is based on. When Here's... you spread the floor with shooters, you got to move the ball. Right. You can't, if they're standing there and you're dribbling, you can't get people good looks. It's so basic and they don't do it. It's, it's, it's just, it's really baffling. Here's going to be the key to the off season. We can say, It'd be great. And they Brown. don't run. They don't run after misses. They that just one don't. Makes, that one makes they just no walk sense. The Jason Tatum literally takes seven ball, seven. I don't want Tatum getting the ball at half court, behind the half court stripe ever again. That one just makes no literally sense to me. takes 7.9 seconds to cross the half court stripe every time. And yeah. sometimes it's 8.5 and they really don't close. call it. 
Yeah. It's, he's on, he literally is flirting with disaster every time, and it just sets you up for the shitty slow possession it's going to well, be. Because it's about what he's going to do. It, it, he's exactly. setting up, he's setting it up, and you just, no, go, stop giving him the ball there unless he's going to run. Yeah, and Brown will do it because that's his strength. If Tatum yes. has to speed it up and push it, he might be turning the ball over, you know, botching what he wants to do because he wants to break the guys down one-on-one, uses array of moves in that sense. You got a question, and it's, this is going to be so key for him this offseason. If you're going to be the guy on the ball, running the offense, taking every possession with the ball in your hands, you need to spend some time this offseason with the other guys on this team. It can't just be your one-on-one workouts, yep. working on more moves, trying to yep. get closer to 30 points a game in your own individual ISO game. You have Come to, to be Louis. creating for other guys. Get him to St. Louis. Yeah. You've got yeah. listen. Bobby, that's Picture Tatum calling up his teammates and trying to get everyone. To I get just see, I don't see it. So you know what it's gonna have to be? Go to LA. Go to LA. It's going to have to be guys like Romeo. He's not. He's going to work out with Beal. And Jalen's going to work out with his all-star buddies, right? Yeah, all-star buddies. They're not going to work. He's not going to go. He doesn't know. He doesn't have Grant's phone number. You know, like. He's going to pull a Kobe. Kobe used to call. (laughs) Kobe would call up effing Smush Parker or whatever. Whoever he had to call, he was, yo, we got to work out. You know, like. Smush Parker. My God. not going to do that. Like, you know what I mean? No, and some of it's on those younger guys. Like, Romeo's got to go to summer league. Nismas got to go to summer league. They got to do their thing and become better players in their own right. But there's got to be a greater level of connectivity between everybody on this roster next year because there was little to none this year. And it starts at the top. It really does. Like they had to empower those guys early. And at this point, it's way too late. Like none of those, you you can't have any of those guys on the court because it's just not going to work. And the only hope that you have is that it's healthy and that the guys in the circle of trust are going to be the only ones that play come playoff time. Don't be surprised if Jalen Brown is the guy that yeah. says, I was I'm thinking that. This that summer. I yeah, I could absolutely sue that, especially when you think about guys like like Grant Williams, for example, who's in Charlotte, which is only a hop, skip, and a jump away. Uh, and a lot of guys Again, didn't have we, places Didn't we see that from Brown when Tatum was out? We saw yeah, it. Yeah, He's not the best drive. at it. Yeah. He'll drive hours. He don't care. Like, guys, yeah. we, we, know, we know what they need to do this, this offseason. They need to what? They all oh. need – I'm not going to say it. They all need to go to home. Conversation. No, they all need to go to home. Go to home yep. school. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say be your best version of yourself. No, I was going to no. say uh, our new mantra you. is the Celtics have to go to home school. Okay, and that's the only way out of this mess. People are going to say um, we need to have we need to have a Jimmy Toscano graphic or something like that, and like you know, and sitting in front of a blackboard or something like that. No, yeah. actually sitting in front like on his couch I'm, with like. <laughs> Going to wait, home is that school. wait? What do you say? Is that right? Payton, did Payton go to the homeschool? <laughs> Payton went, to, went home to homeschool, school? <laughs> 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 like it's a university or something. I Yo, know. Yeah, he went to homeschool. Oh, right? <laughs> homeschool oh, homeschool. I was gonna say, I uh, hope that the season doesn't start on the 4th of July. ABC, ESPN, they'll have some ideas, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. going to homeschool <laughs> that's gonna be our off season documentary. <laughs> <laughs> this off season is going to be very interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh crap! It will be. I guess we'll see. Um, I'm I, I'm I'm really worried about I think the. It's going to be fireworks, but not not in the way that Wick. I'm worried. Years yeah. ago, it might I'm, be fireworks this summer. I'm worried about blank has asked for a trade. Yeah. You know, sort of maybe off not, season. Maybe fireworks the wrong word. Maybe uh, 
something with explosives in it. Explo- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something involving some explosives. Uh, all right. So uh, let me see here. We are. Are we open yet? I think we no. are. Nope. Not yet. We're opening up a room. <laughs> Bobby, don't leave, bro. I know you about to leave. No, Bobby. <laughs> no, Bobby I did it right tonight. You did? Yeah. You can take us home? Yeah. First time all season. All right. Uh, the room, uh, I believe. The, is that you? You know, every, we could hear the shit out of that, right? <laughs> every every I time. Thought it was, I thought it was Text me, but I'm like, that, that's not me because my phone never does that. I muted. I, we have like seven. Do not disturb. Guys. I muted Just every way. single group except for that group. And, and Ahmed is going nuts right now. <laughs> oh, Ahmed. yeah. I'm gonna text the group again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we'll put it in the chat. That's the only uh, group I didn't mute. The, the one he's texting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll put it in the chat here and pin it. Um, so come over and join us. And uh, you know, therapy. No. Somebody said no locker room. I'm going to therapy. That's what locker room is, guys. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is therapy. Uh, <laughs> it's not homeschool. That's for damn sure. Just wait. <laughs> Good luck to the people listening to this on JBL. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All good. three of your faces, every time it happens to you, you guys are like, what is that? I'm like, she's all right. I think I'm under attack. <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway, the link I believe has been added here uh, in the chat. So, uh, Get yep. there. We're gonna there we're gonna head is. over. We have it. There it is. Yep. There we are. Join us. Celtics versus Bulls on locker room. Sharad and I'll head over. Bobby, just wait five minutes or so and close this room up. Yeah. We'll Bo- do Bobby, quick. you got you got studio control here. I do. Uh, all right. I'm gonna jump in in a minute. Uh, any closing thoughts for our audience here, Sharad? Before we head over, let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go. I like that. Put that in quotation. Okay, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. Joe Swain, are you going to keep talking off season, I think, for five minutes? Cause All right. All right. Uh, who knows guys, where this could go? You no, guys Brad, definitely leave now. Brad Stevens needs to write that on the uh, on the board. Let's just go, guys. Let's go. Come on. Wake up. They are. One, two, three, Cancun. That's where they're going, where they keep playing oh, like man. this. That's the other direction. See ya. Exactly. Bye. All right. Let's do this. So I don't think it'll happen, Bobby. I don't think it'll happen, but let me just put this out there right now. If the Celtics lose both of these games, I mean, I guess it's stating the obvious, but like, no, like I I just think it's a, it's a mental, it's a mental aspect after that. Right. That's too big of a blow for this team. I I don't know if they survived that. They're done. They're They're done. Standing standings wise. They can't escape that plan. Right. Now the question becomes, I don't think they're mentally strong enough. To, to handle a playing tournament. I, I did not. I mean, it depends if they're fully loaded and who knows what Rob's status is going to be by then. They just have too much cha- talent for the Hornets to match up with. You would think we'll see if Hayward and Melo gets back. We haven't seen that matchup, right? Like three yeah. games. I think both of them have been missing in against the Celtics. So that actually does become a little more even when it comes to the amount of talent on the floor. I, I, I just don't think they can match up with what Tatum and Brown would bring in 44 minutes and that's what we have to consider too how the rotation would tighten up how few much fewer bench guys would be coming off the bench for the celtics at that point those guys are playing almost the entire game like they they might be averaging like 38 39 minutes i'd just be (laughs) worried if i'd just be worried if pre-game brad announces that 
Brown turned an ankle at practice and he's uh, not playing in the playing game. And all Kemba. of a sudden, I don't know, let's say Kemba's missing for that game. They, they don't have a chance. They can't get up and overcome these losses for whatever reason, whether it's the roster, whether it's their mentality. Every single time we've seen them play without two starters this year, it's been a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And obviously everything that's happened this year doesn't help, but Again, you know, the identity of this team, we, we're not we're not sure what it is. A week ago, we, we saw a different team. And even with or without Jalen, like compared to what we saw against the San Antonio Spurs, granted the 60 points from, from Jason Tatum was going to get you there. But like it wasn't just that. Right, Bobby? Like I, I felt like these guys put forth the, the effort. And you know what? This game, for, for the most part, I just think they got a little too lazy on the offensive side which has obviously been like the complete opposite of this team, right? Normally they're lazy on the defensive side and it's like the Bulls couldn't, couldn't miss a shot. Whereas the Celtics are just, they got tired of playing catch up and started to, to, to take the, uh, try to take the easy way out and, and settle, settle for shots. For sure. So I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, this yeah. team's not going to the East finals probably. Cause I, and Bernadoni said this on Twitter and it's a good point. Let's say they get healthy for that playing tournament and then they have a good first round in terms of health. Are they going to be able to sustain health over the month and a half that it would take to get to the second round in East Finals? Like at some point, it feels like something's going to come up. But Bobby, so, you, know, you know why that drives me crazy just hearing you say that? Because of what we're seeing from Kemba Walker, these back-to-back games. It's too bad. Because of, because of the schedule. And I love how like Brad Stevens, like he low-key flexes muscles or at least the team's muscles being like, they the handled that is, perfectly. The Kemba plan is perfect right now. And all the other pieces, well, not all of them, but some of the more important pieces are falling apart right before our eyes. Isn't that crazy? It really Rob, is. Rob's a big part of that. That's like, how we thought the season was going to go, or some of us thought it more than others, that Kemba at some point would fall apart and that would be the demise of the team. Kemba's golden. He's feeling great. Brad says he's fully healthy going into this postseason that the plan was and, a success most, most Celtics fans won't word it this way but you can all right maybe not maybe maybe Danny didn't sh- strike goals with 48 but for what he gave up you know if you if you 100 production like that's essentially the ideal the most ideal weapon for for this team for someone like Tanner for someone like Brown you know obviously I, when Brown comes back so again I said it last Kemba, night those two those two playing together it's been an eye-opening experience for everyone. If you told our panel here at the Garden Report before the season that Rob was going to emerge as a starter, Fournier was going to come in and play great, Kemba was going to be fully healthy all year and peak at the right time, uh, Brown and Tatum were going to have career seasons. Think of all the stuff that's happened this year. You'd be no like, other, wow. No other tandem in the NBA has scored more points than Tatum and Brown. Total yeah, if, points, if total you told them that, if you told someone that coming into the season, you would think that this team was a top three seed, that they'd be rolling into the playoffs with these Home finals court. hopes. Uh, you know, even the little stuff like Neesmith yeah. and Pritchard having the seasons they did. Outstanding picks at the end of the day, it looks like. So right. all that stuff comes together and you're like, this team should be looking great. And instead, it's the complete opposite. Uh, so it's a mix of everything. I don't think they played with the right approach. I don't, I don't think the injuries and health yeah. have been anywhere where they – and people hate hearing that, but it's just a fact. It's the facts, yeah. You have to you have to continue to, to mention it because it's it's a big part of what, what we're seeing this year. Another thing, too, also the defense. I mean, yeah, the health doesn't help with that, but, like, I think – That's – yeah, biggest, that's a great point. The biggest reason why I even could 
consider the Celtics a top five team. I said best case scenario, four, five. I felt more comfortable saying five. But the reason what that I felt so confident in saying that, calling them a top five team, was because I'm thinking they were going to be a top ten defense. They were a top ten defense for about six weeks, maybe, you know, after the all-star break. And and that was it. And that's a huge part of 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 what of how this team's makeup was, was supposed to, you know what I mean, from the beginning. Like but that. that's connectivity that's too. You, you know, you got to have your guys out there night in and night out. If you're running yeah. 33, 34 starting lineups like they have, and what's been this team's problem? The starts. They go down big early every single night. But I also think part of that has been Brad staggering better players throughout the lineups, trying to have good lineups throughout these games because he doesn't trust his full bench unit if they were going to start all the best guys to begin these games and then rotate into the seventh or eight. It's just not going to work. Now, uh, real quick before we get out of here, I want to ask you, we've heard Jeff Goodman's take that there needs to be a significant change to this team at the end of the year. If you missed that, check it out. He explained it again this week in the Ryan and Goodman show and then their Garden Report appearance here on CLNS. He thinks either Jalen needs to go for another star like Bradley Beal. You know, our Sherrod has mentioned Carl Anthony Towns being a possibility. Or you move on from Brad. And at this point, believe it or not, I've been thinking about that one for a couple weeks now because what are you going to change on this roster otherwise? You can mix up the bench. You can get aggressive with some of these picks, I think, and strengthen the depth of this team. But we've talked about the tax, too. That's going to cost a significant amount of money. And if you're not a championship team, you probably don't want to go too deep into the tax. So what do you do, Joe Sway? Are you canning, Brad? Honestly, Bobby, I think... It's still, I still think it's a, it's a strong possibility, but I don't know if it happens this offseason. I know it sounds crazy, but again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think it's crazy. I think he I gets mean, one more chance. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think because of everything we just said, and I'm not going to repeat it all because we've been saying it in every single episode on this thing. Like, it's just, it's a lot for a team to, to really, you know, shake up a team, you know, based off of that. If you're Brad, you're saying, well, I still want to see what this team looks like at complete, uh, full strength. Now, with that being said, is that realistically possible next season? I mean, what's Kemba going to look like? What's the situation with Jalen, Robert Williams? And if, if Danny is, is up against it, I think he has to seriously consider that. But again, I don't think you make that decision without having a conversation with the players or at least without the players essentially coming to you to force a conversation. Uh, you know, because again, that's happened a lot in the NBA. And I think Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you know, two all-stars, Kemba Walker, Maybe he's part of that conversation. Maybe Marcus Smart is. Maybe those three, right? Tatum, Brown, Smart. If well, I'll be decide, you know what? We don't. We need a new voice in here. You know, it's nothing personal. We, it's time to move on. Then I think, yeah, no question. I, I don't think Danny forces that marriage, right? I don't know who said oh, that. Oh, he's not gonna. I don't know he's who said that gonna. a week ago, but someone was saying how, like, yeah, but Danny's not gonna walk away from Brad after an extension. Well, if his players have something to say about that, and they're saying that it's time for a new guy. Then it's time for a new guy. Danny's been in this league long enough on both ends of the, of the spectrum, right? As a player and as a as someone in the in the in the office in the front office, he knows that those are the those are the signs that it's time to move on from a head coach. So, I'll be that, I think that's the only way it really happens this offseason. I'll be concerned if that happens because I think that's just, that happens. You know, I think it's a I, lack I, of awareness by the players of what went on this year and the situation that Brad and frankly, everybody involved here was pressed. Right. But I I think a lot of the times though, with NBA players, a couple of weeks, three weeks, maybe an entire month removed from the the end of your season. That's when guys really start to think about what happened. That's when guys really start to reflect on what really happened throughout the course of the regular season. If two or three of those guys think that maybe, you know, 
this voice, there's no way we can make this thing work next season and Brad's got to go, then that's a conversation they'll have with Danny. I, I really do believe that. That's the only time I think you think of it. But at that point, you start to get worried about the players too. And I know they're young and I know that can be an irrational response just going through something like this. Uh, but at some point, they're going to have to come together and realize that this was a collective uh, mistake this year and everybody right. had some share of the blame. And again, would they want to see themselves traded because of this year? That's kind of the same thing as firing Brad because of this year. And again, Brad has not had the best year. I think he, I wrote about it last week. He shares an ample percentage of the blame here, particularly in the last month and a half. Uh, But you get a mulligan this year, I think. I don't think any coach should be fired strictly based off this year. I said Doc shouldn't have been fired in the Clippers. I don't know if everyone's feeling Brad. Let me me say this. Uh, I said this in the locker room. I think it was a week ago. And I'll I'll say it here uh, for everyone who, who, who wasn't there. Um, how many times, and we, I said it this, in this episode, right, about an hour ago, right, uh, when the criticism is at an all-time high or when it's reached its boiling point, when these players react to them, we've got Marcus Smart saying what he said, you got uh, Tristan Thompson saying what he said, the outside noise, as Jalen Brown put it, you know, that's how they respond. Name one guy out of all those guys, right, because you know they've heard it. Everyone's heard the Brad Stevens fire, fire Brad Stevens talk. Shit, that talk started essentially after they were bounced out of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Name People have been saying it since 2019. Name one player on this team that stood up for Brad Stevens. Name one guy who said, it's okay, we believe in our coach. When did Jalen Brown say that? Has Jason Tatum said that? Has anyone, any of those guys, especially the essential ones, the, the, your key core, has anyone stood up for Brad Stevens? They stand up for each other. Not they emphatically. For, they stand up for, uh, you know, Marcus Smart stand up for his accolades, mm-hmm. right? He likes to remind us that he's an all-NBA defense. All right, Marcus, we appreciate that, but... Uh, are you going to stand up for Brad? Who's standing up for Brad? That's my question. They that's asked a big reason why I think that's going to be a conversation that they have. They have to have it. Do we do we still want Brad in this locker room? I think that's something that they, that's a conversation they'll have in the in the summertime for sure. No, and that can that can change things. It really can because you look at Atlanta this year. They were going to hell, and then they fire uh, in a very controversial decision their coach Lloyd Pierce. And Nate McMillan, a bona fide assistant who had success before then, was able to turn it around in a dramatic way. Uh, They have plenty of talent there, but also a ton of youth and unproven guys, and they've been able to effectively raise them up this year. So I don't think you can completely take moving on from the coaches the solution here, but I think there are bigger issues beyond that too that have to be addressed. So it can't just be that, and I think you have to address some of those other issues first and maybe give Stevens one more chance here. I would consider that – Bonafide assistant, though, put some yeah. pressure on Brad, bring a different voice in that room, and just shake up that coach's room as a whole. They've missed Walter. And again, yeah. you don't want Walter back for other reasons, but um, <laughs> we won't get into but, that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but um, you know, who are some other guys who have left? They lost another assistant recently as well. I can't think of his name, but uh, you know, they brought Evan Turner to try to play oh, that I role. And they're, they're I, huge on, um, I mean, I also, excuse me, um, Ah, she got the 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 college the college. Oh, Carol Lawson, yeah, Carol they've Lawson's missed her. Um, that was they then, were they were shedding tears when she. Oh, was, Mika she Shrewsbury. Was. Mika was a huge one too before her. Yeah, that's right. Mika got a job before last season, and 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 she got she didn't even make the entire season because she was such a you know. I love that move by her too. Yeah. yeah, as Brad Stevens said, it was he wasn't surprised that he couldn't keep uh, Carol Lawson. So yeah, that's a good point, Bobby. Those are uh, two two significant voices that that aren't there anymore. Yeah. Goodman threw out um, a bunch of names on the podcast as well, since he's obviously more connected with the college game. But you, you would think they'd probably want to move away from some college guys if they're looking for a different approach here. 
Uh, so, you know, this former Celtics, this former, this great assistance around the league, no mistake there. We've heard Sam Cassell. We've heard, uh, you know, a number of names around this league. And there yeah, certainly Perk, are guys Perk, who have grinded for a long time. Perk mentioned uh, Sam Cassell in the in the locker room at that time we had him. Trying to think, it, you know, Billups is, Billups hasn't coached at all, has he? Like, I don't. No, I think he's still got a couple more years as an assistant before he, before he makes that leap. Like, Ty Lue. When when he started coaching Cleveland, people were like Ty Lu, the guy who got like stepped over by it, but he was coaching for a long time in Boston and yep. you know on the bench in Cleveland there before they made that move. So he had experience as an assistant. I want some guy with legitimate coaching chops that can also connect to the players there. I don't want to just bring in Jason Tatum's high school buddy because he'll get along with them yeah, and then have so coaching can... issues on hand, yeah. you know. So, you don't want a yes man. You don't want another yeah. yes man. Or, you no, know, coaching chops matter, I think, to some degree. You know, they've gained a lot from Brad being an outstanding X's and O's guys over the years. So my disappointment there is they haven't reaped the benefit of that this year that much. Yeah. I'm just afraid that he that, that his voice is just not the same anymore in that locker room, you know? And, Could be and, true. Um, again, that's not, that's not, that doesn't mean Brad Stevens is a bad coach. I just think uh, sometimes just a, the, a marriage has reached this point, you know, in the NBA. We've seen it before, especially – if they haven't reached that ultimate mountaintop, it, it's tough, you know? Yep. All right, we're out of here. We got to get over the locker room. Download the app. It's on Android. It's on iTunes. We'll be over there in just a few minutes. John and Sherrod are already rolling over there. Subscribe yes, to our YouTube. Subscribe to All Access. Check out all the stuff we put out there today. Definitely we'll see night. you on Sunday, 1 o'clock, against the Miami Heat for a ginormous game, playoff That's game, right. frankly, against the Heat. So Monday, Tuesday, I'll be there on Sunday. I think uh, Joe Sway will probably be there on Tuesday. So we'll be there on scene. Last two home games of the year. Exclusive content here on CLNS Media. So stick with us.